13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. Wow. Now, when he says that, who's he talking about? Ye who were sometimes afar off. Who's he talking about? All of us. It's not like, oh yeah, I know so-and-so. They, they were sometimes afar No, all of us. All of us. Afar off. We, we were unable to, to get to Christ. Do you remember the, uh, the, the bridge track? You know, the idea is that we can't get to him. So he came to us. That's the idea. Uh, you know, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we, we who are sometimes afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13, 14 says this. For the blood and bulls of goats... And the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctified through the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. This is what the blood of Jesus Christ does. Going on down to verse 22 in Hebrews 9, it finishes out, And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. But with the shedding of blood, all of this is given to us. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. says, For as much as ye know, that ye were not redeemed by corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received by the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without spot, or without blemish and without spot. The precious blood, I, I love that word, God doesn't use that word precious very often. And there's, we don't use it very often either, right? Precious isn't a word we use often. But when do you use the word precious? What's precious to you? Your wife, your kids, your grandkids. I heard all those things, right? That, they're precious. That, you know, most of us don't look at our car that we might like and say, oh, it's precious. You know? And unless you're just really a Lord of the Rings fan, you're not looking at a ring. My precious. <laughs> That's not what we're doing. You know what's precious? Is the blood of Jesus Christ. Which takes away our sin. Puts it out of the way and nails it to his cross. And enables us to look forward to heaven. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. First John chapter 1 verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from most of our sins. <laughs> Is that what it says? No, 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 no. From all of our sins. This is what the blood of Jesus Christ does. Everything that was against us is taken out of the way and nailed to the cross. The blood of Jesus Christ opens up the door for eternity in heaven. Not my works not going to church, not giving money, not reading my Bible, not doing good things. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that takes what is against me, which, by the way, is my own guilt, not your problem, it's mine, and takes it out of the way. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. Cleanses us from all sin. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 says, Unto him that loved us and washed us. I love it. 
washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's where we get that, you know, are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? This is what, this is what the blood of Jesus Christ does for us. Washes us from our sins in his own blood. And here's what the blood of Jesus Christ does. First Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed to the last. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, and that blood of Jesus Christ that finds no sin greater than is what is keeping us. The blood of Jesus Christ has taken everything that was in the way and moved it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and we are kept by the power of God unto that day. Ephesians chapter 4 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto that day of redemption. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, 22, Now, he which establishes us with you in Christ, and hath anointed us in God, who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. The blood of Jesus Christ saves us, takes it all out of the way, nails it to his cross, and then completes the work. He who began the work will complete it. And completes the work. He seals us. He holds us. He keeps us to the day of redemption. What a great God we have. And this week, as we're going through, uh, getting toward Good Friday, which is the, you know, the day in which we remember the, the cross and, and all of the things that go with it, as we're going through this, we reflect on what it means, and it's personal, as we walk through our own file of life and we remember everything that was in the way has been taken out of the way and nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm going to share this with you and then I'll be done. There's a heartbreaking to all of this. Some of you may know this. The man who wrote that story that I just read you, it's called The Room, was a man named Joshua Harris. And Joshua Harris has now renounced the faith of Jesus Christ. He said this, he apologized for using his platform to oppose equality for LGBTQ, LGBTQ people and says, I regret standing against marriage equality for not affirming you and your place in the church and for any ways that my writing and my speaking contributed to a culture of exclusion and bigotry. He has said, I no longer consider myself a Christian. To have that understanding of what the blood of Jesus Christ can do. I want to tell you something. We do not preach bigotry and exclusion either. Do you understand this? Because there is not a sin that is greater than the blood of Jesus Christ. So what we preach is hope for all. It's exclusionary. It's for all. We, we don't exclude, it's not exclusive. We don't exclude anyone. It is for all. The blood of Jesus Christ is available 
to take out of the way the sin which doth so easily beset us and nail it to the cross, getting it out of the way. What a great God we have. I hope that this week you'll chew on that a little bit. What it means for our sin to have been nailed to the cross of Christ. Head bowed, eyes closed, please. So you know the basic question today, right? Has your sin been taken out of the way, nailing it to the cross? Well, the opportunity for that to happen is done. The death of Jesus Christ, not for our sins only, but for the sins also of the whole world. He died. He offers to all this wonderful gift of salvation, eternal life, to anyone who will accept it, to anyone who will who will place their faith. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Pastor John, I can remember a time, I know, that I placed my faith, my confidence, my trust in Jesus Christ, in the blood of Jesus Christ, as the payment for my sins. And I know, Pastor John, I stand here or sit here today justified before God. My sin, having been nailed to the cross and taken out of the way through the blood of Jesus Christ, as testimony to that, would you slip your hand up and say, Pastor, I know it. it. I'm confident of it. I know it. Thank you and put your hands down. Most everyone. A few of you either, I, I know there's a lot of reasons why people might not raise their hand. Let me, let me tell you something. If you're here this morning and you do not know for certain that you're on your way to heaven, can I tell you about a God who loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son? Jesus Christ, to come to this world and to die sinless on a cross and in so doing to become sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. And He so desperately wants you to go to heaven that He has made it so easy for us not easy for him, easy for us. That if we would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved. Would you put your faith, your confidence, your trust in what Jesus Christ did on the cross as the payment for your sin? Would you sitting here this morning say, as best I know how, God, I am going to, to trust your son to do what he's promised to do to save my soul. And the God who cannot lie will keep his promise. Right now, in the quietness of this moment, you can ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and be your Savior. You can put your faith in what Jesus Christ did so that what he, what he did on the cross would take your sin debt out of the way and nail it to his cross. Right now, right where you're sitting, Please, no one else looking around, just you, me, and the Lord. You say, Pastor John, as best I know how, this morning, sitting right here, I have placed my faith, my confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ to forgive my sin debt as the payment for my sin. Would you look up at me for just a moment and make eye contact with me so I can see that? Did you mean that? Did you mean that? Amen? Anyone else? Just make sure I see you. Amen? God's, God's not a liar. He keeps His word. He keeps his promise. Christian, we know we're on our way to heaven. 
What's this week going to be like for us as we reflect on what that means? To have our sin debt erased. To have every one of our sins covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Taking it out of the way and nailing it to his cross. We ought to be thankful people. We ought to be grateful people. If you noticed in I think it was Corinthians when the Apostle Paul was writing about, you know, we are redeemed, we have, we're sealed to the day of redemption and all these things. He says, so that we might serve. You know how you show gratitude to God? Serve Him. Serve Him. Father, thank You for sending Your Son. Thank You for loving us so much that You would allow Your Son to become sin for us. He who knew no sin, allowing us to be made into your righteousness. God, may we be truly grateful people. And may we show our gratitude and service to you. And we will thank and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing together. Follow on. Follow on. The altar is open to you. If you need to step out and do business with the Lord, if you want to talk to someone, we're here to meet you. You step out and let the Lord have his way, would you? Down in the valley with my Savior I will go Where the flowers are blooming and the sweet waters flow Everywhere He leads me I will follow, follow on Walking in His footsteps till the crown be won much for your kind attention this morning. Thank you for your uh, your willingness to uh, cooperate with us as we try to smooth things out. There's going to be we, that's why we want to get this done a couple weeks before Easter, so we know there's going to be bugs in the works, and so we're trying to get things worked out. Uh, I'm confident that we'll have it worked out for next week. So invite whoever you want. We want to pack both rooms next week. That'd be great, and uh, we've got plenty of room to do so. So that's an exciting thing. Anything else I'm supposed to be announcing? Yes, thank you. So our teenagers did the indie missions this week. All kinds of different things. They're going to tell you something about that this tonight, so uh, there'll be testimonies about that. So, you know, they go on missions trips, and they always come back and tell us about the missions trip. This time they stayed in Indianapolis and did a missions trip. And uh, so they've been serving in our community uh, all week long in different ways. And uh, what a joy it was to watch them showing up and doing that. And so tonight they'll be sharing some testimonies about it. Are they going to sing too, Pastor Andrew? Yeah, sure. That's up to you. I just was wondering. We always like to hear him sing. So I'm just giving you a heads up, so just in case. All right. The Lord bless you, keep you, make it space, shine, and give you peace. Love you all. You are dismissed. God bless